0: Hi there, Randy Green here. Let us continue. It is interesting when I go so high up in energy, how my molecular state and my lungs and the whole respiratory system begins to try to align to this type of higher order energies. And then the different types of aerosols and smaller particles that are in the air, whether they are uh, three-dimensional or they are fourth-dimensional due to the crisscrossing are definitely pulling in to making it uh, difficult for me to share this information. But I'm taking it as a clearing process where this information will be given and I know at the end of the podcast then whatever's there has been cleared out and hopefully to some degree set in some... <laughs> Similar type of clearing processes in you as you listen to this information. So, the experiment is, or the challenges, or the circumstances are, or the things that I want to convey here, or whatever it is, it's a thought experiment. Nobody has got the solutions yet <coughs> due to all of these different challenges that we have inside our reality field. <laughs> the inner domains don't have the answers the andromedan galaxy does not have the races there do not have the answers the future humanities that went there are part of the projects there they don't have the answers the councils don't have the answers inner earth doesn't have the answers nobody has the answers because of the multiple different types of programs that have played out in our reality field that makes it a soup of so many genetic potentials, artificial programs, inserted programs, artificial timelines, artificial reality fields, and all sorts of scenarios that's been played out that technically belongs to other reality fields, other stellar systems, and their reality fields, that's part of the simulation programs. They run us through simulation programs inside our solar system that matches the energetic configuration of their solar system so they can produce or develop, let's put it that way, uh, different forms of uh, extraterrestrial and exosystemic genetics using humanities and our solar system advancement, restoration program, holographic architecture to do so. And that's, some, that's one level of the challenges. So that needs to be cleared out, of course. And some of my material, my book, Turology, the transition sciences, the advanced clearing work, everything I've been done so far, I've been doing so far has been about how to assist in that process. But it comes at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual and how skilled and how far the original consciousness potentials were in their uh, recalibration process already going back to the original restoration program. It all comes down to that, it comes down to the the genotype and the phenotype, as in the genotype of the consciousness potentials and the phenotype of which species they used to belong to and what system they came from, and all of these very, very complex different levels that goes into what we call the whole theory about how to recalibrate our reality field into the original fourth dimension. And with that, ensure as many as possible do the transition. How is that project even going to play out? How is that even going to to unfold? What is needed to get to that? And that's, that's where I want to focus the higher order psychic energetic uh, work is to begin to look at that after having spent 10, 12 years, I can't remember how many, I began in 2007, uh, on the whole academy material saying, well, this is, this is where I wanted to go from the very get-go, looking into that. But since uh, we also say, well, we need to get the 15% to unify in some kind of unified theory of transition and how to operate and work with genetics. Can we engineer some kind of what we could call common energy system that has the same traits of all the different exosystemic, extraterrestrial holographic architectures? Can we unify them in one specific type of transformative energy system? And that's what we technically already did as part of the restoration program. Hence, what I have put into the transition sciences and the whole academy is the original pillar project configuration that unifies all the differences of the different types of extraterrestrial and exosystemic races and how their architecture looked and how that influences the different types of genetics. And here, that's where the plate and the Syrians came in as two major groups of the planes with the humans and the the, the Syrians with the humanoids. And, and they worked together to create what we call a joint type of energy system that would allow for the transition processes of both the humanoid species as well as the true human species that suffered from the effect of the timeline event. Anyways, all of that was taken over and that no longer stands. But the original uh, sciences have been put there so that those who were part of these ancient programs will then be able to resume these the processes they began back then before the colonization and then undo the effects of the timeline event and then jump into the programs and the projects of how to recalibrate their genetic structure into the fourth dimension. And then, of course, we have the Atlantean projects, the military projects, and all of these different. So you begin to see when we talk about uh, in the meetings uh, in in Earth, when we are saying, okay, we have we will literally putting up, if you like, holographic screens, if we could put it that way. I can't explain the fourth dimensional technology because it's interactive. You might have it uh, in some kind of plasma screen, but how is it? Is a plasma that we know of? Is a plastic? Is some? And we will think in frequency technologies. And this is not frequency, this is holographic, energetic uh, types of technologies that are based upon a type of energy unit you have no knowledge of unless you remember how it works. So, So we have nothing to compare with inside our reality and hence trying to explain what it is will become... Just another stupid science fiction movie that will produce images in your head that technically is distortion. So there's no point in trying to explain how these technologies are. But just go with the the only thing you can see is a very, very large realm, artificial holographic environment created for the purpose of discussing specific features that goes with how do we deal with the different types of genetic compositions from the different programs within the 15% of human uh, the, the human population that have been abandoned by the different groups that are now either under the control of uh, augmented types of, of uh, technologies, uh, AI, augmented inserted uh, technology, or alien inserted technology that is not of human origin, but exosystemic or extraterrestrial, that aligns with the holographic architecture Of the different groups within these different programs, as well as how do we administer the transition process for these humans that are unaware of having been part of these different programs of developing genetics for other species. Are they part of these species? Are some of the original civilizations from their own systems that were dumped here, were recalibrated, put into the restoration program, and used as skinny pigs? Or are they part of the original solar system civilizations that have been enslaved and put onto this program as a punishment, etc., etc.? Because each group demands its own access point and upgrading potentials as a genotype and phenotype. You can't just say it's one fit for all, including the military projects that were part of the Atlantean timelines due to the high level of inverted genetics that goes with dark light coding and what they have gone through to to allow for the dark light coding to be part of their holographic architecture to enable some of what remains of the fifth dimensional uh, holographic uh, shells of the different civilizations that were part of the Atlantean project that didn't get, we could say that the the majority of what was put in here as part of the Atlantean project were eradicated completely using, again, alien technology we have no knowledge of. But there were remnants that were left and pushed into the third cycle and they have been invited back in due to different groups. Within uh, humanity, especially within some of the brotherhoods, groups within the brotherhoods that have used that to try and get access to these very grandmasters that were part of the priesthood of Atlantis that had a lot of knowledge and power. And due to the power trip, they have been reviving some of these Groups and allowed them to come and become part of our reality field again, and also created different types of projects where humans carry the gene code that will allow them to reconnect to what we call one of the old uh, timelines of the Atlantean project, and by that allow for the different uh, genetic structures and remaining genetics to be seeded into humanity using different uh, breeder programs to do so, etc., etc. So the the whole the whole purpose of all of this it's it's like when you look at this multidimensionally, you can you can look at it as if you have a kaleidoscope. Envision that one as as a template or a round spherical plate of a kaleidoscopic holographic energy that, that has what we call a kind of topological pattern to it where it goes up and down. You have the center point, the horizontal lineage of it as a disk, and then you have all of the different genetics that uh, in alignment with the different types of energy configurations we infuse to see how the different genetics respond to the different types of energies. And then you can stack them on top of each other and create a pillar that works within different kind of configurations of reality energies, such as the fourth dimension, and fifty six and up but also with the different configurations of vibration radiation type of con- constructions and combinations that aligns with the different code fields of the different reality dynamics that will then tell us how these different types of genetics within the different segments of the human population within the 15 percent how they will respond to the different infusions from the andromedan system step one step two to the original solar system, fourth dimensional energies that are being supported by the infusions from the Andromedan system and to what ratio can they be implemented? To what degree, which which group is to be targeted first? Which kind of technology can we use to amplify and assist them? What do we need to take into consideration opposition and polarity dynamics? I talk about these in the transition sciences. How will that apply the neural network, the peripheral nervous system, central nervous system, the cellular level? I talk about this as well as the transition sciences, the template sciences and the reconfiguration sciences, how we can assist in the reconfiguration on a molecular level as well as at a holographic energetic structure, getting rid of the energetic parasites and technologies, elementals and everything that's been tied into us to keep us stuck inside the Truman Show. So this is what's going on in Earth, and that's why nobody knows what is the right thing. But what we do know, what we can all agree on is that if nothing is being done, well then our galaxy will fall into the hands of, of the, the bad guys. And that will mean that the Andromedan system have two options, either to completely cut loose, Or go in and to make a complete overriding, which both are um, not really in alignment with your regional construction. As I talked about dynamics that where the main, the main goal has always been and the main directive is always to ensure and secure these constructions because they are precious and unrepairable. They can, once they're gone to under the 30%, they can, they can only go into, to what we call, um, justification process. And if that happens, then that segment is taken out of the overall pa- pattern all of these constructions are part of. And, and that cannot be repaired, even though that is also holographic. But we don't have the knowledge of the ancient ones. I talk about this in the Revisiting the Souls of Humanity podcast series. We don't have the information of the ancient ones because they're long gone. So if one construction falls, we don't know what the domino effect is. So that's not a chance we can take. Hence the constant attempt to try and go and say, okay. Okay, so it's not really an option to cut it loose because we don't know what the ramifications are. The ripple effect of that within what we could call the time wave continuum, there still is an echo as part of the different universal structures that were hit by the timeline event. Even though it's gone, the echo is still there. So we don't know what the ramifications will be. We don't know if the abyss will bubble up and take over that segment And because whenever there's a gap, something else will come in instead. And if the, if the gap is that is completely null and it, it's what we could say there are absolutely it becomes a void well then then what will come in what will come in from the void because the void is not just a void there are still stuff in the void that belongs to the previous universal cycles and if they come in and take that one over then you can see then we are in a kind of a completely nobody knows what's going to happen what will be the domino effect of that will it then chew into the others and the calculation says that it's there's a high viability rate for that or possibility that 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 is actually what will happen hence that's the game that The different negative species are playing on that they want us to cut it loose so they can completely take it over and then they can begin to chew their way into the other constructions. So that's where, where our solar system suddenly becomes very important because we have this soup of all of these genetics that can be used both ways. But it's up to us that exist here to choose what we are going to do with it and to take responsibility for whatever we feel is the right approach. And since we can't give straight uh, guidelines, this is how you do it, we can only say these are the general sciences of how to do it. But due to your specific type of genetics and the circumstance you are in, the choices you have made, the original programs you were part of, how you ended up here and what your original configuration are, what your original ideas with your universal lineages as well as the original genetics composition and the original programs you took part of, then that determines what kind of choice that you can make. And nobody can tell anybody else to do anything that's up to the individual. (laughs) That's part of what it means to be a progressive civilization. (laughs) We are self-administering, self-engineering, self-creative, self-uphelding and self-healing and self-repairing and self-everything you can come up. Not as in service to self, but in the understanding that everything that needs to be done is something we instigate. That's something we allow to happen. That's something we choose to do. It's not done for us. It can't be done for us because then it's not built in. It's like, you are asking someone else to train for the marathon while you are watching. If you want to run the marathon, you train your body to run the marathon. You can't look at YouTube and then expect uh, you to be able to run a 42 kilometers marathon. You have to go out every day and train to be able to do so. You have to change your diet. You have to, to do different kinds of, of exercise that would strengthen your muscle structure, including running every day uh, and have days where you don't run, et cetera, et cetera. It's a whole training program the same with the high awareness and the expanded perception. And even though people have all of these genetics and they get bleed throughs and they have a little bit of lower order clairvoyant or lower order extraordinary sensory capacities, does not mean that they actually know how to use it. Most people have what we could call uh, clairvoyant abilities that goes into the distortion fields. We can't use that for anything that people are, are seeing uh, fairy beings and what have you from the astral plane that are part of some of the older programs that are now run amok energetic distortion entities that are just there with whatever remains of some uh, avian species of, of uh, that used to be here uh, under the Ra confederation that were lost in some of their projects that kind of got ditched and abandoned. And then what was left was just put into the distortion planes where it then gathered and created all of these weird entities that some see. The fairy beings and trolls and what have you. I see them as well. They're part of nature. They live out there. That's That's where they got the, their realm where they could align themselves because quite a lot of these groups were under what we call the branch of the Pleiadian projects and Pleiadian the sciences of the Pleiades here were about the reality field dynamics itself and nature as a transformative medium for and to onto the effects of the timeline event on the energy units whereas the Syrians were more focused on the consciousness potential so hence you now begin to get the division between the different groups that were here. But that's where what we talk about uh, after the timeline event. And then we had the colonizing species and then pfft, everything is just messed up. Again, back to the challenges that we have so... For those of us who are doing this, this this is where similarly as if uh, you decided that you wanted to figure out how to create a water turbine that would at the same time generate electricity, at the same time purify the seawater and at the same time provide drinking water and at the same time uh, producing what we could call type of holographic energies that will clear out some of the artificially inserted technologies from the different groups that at the same time would monitor the different fourth dimensional drones and at the same time, we'll ensure that it takes out the fifth dimensional cubes of the Atlantean uh, timeline. So so that would be a physical manifestation as a water turbine. It would have effects inside a reality field that would be for the highest good of the many. It would purify the ocean at the same time, including taking away, uh, microplastic all sorts of pollutions uh, and provide drinking water. And at the same time, work in the fourth dimension and in the fifth dimension. That's the challenge we have, but we have it on an organic level and a non-organic level. We have within our sciences and our technologies, and we have it as human, as a human species. So how is, is that happening? I, it's the 15%, can they even be steered in the direction where they get out of their, the, 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 the information they have been fed? The, different, the reason why I call it uh, beak-fat information, Im- imagine a mother bird that uh, eats some food, uh, typically a worm, and then she, puts, she digests it into her stomach, and then she, she throws it up and gives it to her offspring, the little ones, so that they can be fed but don't really have to chew it. They don't really have to do anything because she, her enzymes and everything has made it ready for the little one to absorb it easily. And that's what, what's been done to humanity. We are absorbing the distorted information that has very little to do with the original functionality and purpose. And what it was to begin with, it is unrecognizable as it has gone through the different programs and chewed into something that has been downside so we can absorb it. And by that get sustenated by things that are not really in our highest interest. So that's the first step that's going. So so we could say the, the, the main focus right now is on the 15%. And why is that? Why not on the general population? Well, the general population have been under what we could say different types of uh, attempts to give information for a very, very, very long time. And only the 15% has technically taken the bait, so to speak, for good or for ill. And now it's time to go that step further and say, okay, the 15%, if if that's the first ring, because when you talk about changing a reality field, you have to go with different rings, you have to go with a core group, and then you go into the second ring, third ring, fourth, fifth ring that mimics the different domains. So you have to have a core group that initiate a specific type of consciousness and energy structure that unifies them in a joint field work, a teamwork where they begin to understand what they're actually participating in. That's where the Hope Institute comes in. And you'll say, well, Randy, why would you show the word hope? Is this the hope for humanity? Well, we are not into hopium here because we know this is hard work. We know this is something that we need to do. It's like building a cottage out in a rural area from scratch and building the water system and everything that you need to, to support yourself. So there's nothing simple about this. It's nothing but oh, I would like that to happen. If only I meditate and do affirmations five times a day, then I'll be part of this project not at all. This is for the grown-ups, this is for the skilled, this is the ones that knows what they're dealing with, these are for the ones that have actual recall memory, have an understanding of how to actually work with these uh, other dimensions, the artificial dimensions, what they have gone through, but also within the scheme where you can say they're actually working for the highest good of humanity and not really for whatever, some of the ones that are part of the Atlantean projects, they think they're working for humanity, but when we scrutinize their methods and what they see and how they feel and and the, the output and all of these kind of things, then we can see the energy configuration of dark light coding has very little to do with what called the original solar system civilizations. So again, this is we have a lot of humanoid genetics here, but what about the original civilizations that used to be here? Some of them were extra or humanoids, but this this they have become the majority. They most of these programs that fell under. The Atlantean timelines and and were taken out there were the Syrian programs because the Atlantean projects were technically a Syrian project and not a Pleiadian project. As I said, the nursery itself was a Pleiadian project, but Atlantis and the reconfiguration of the fallen uh, lineages, that was the Syrian project, including some of the recalibration of the program after the timeline event. Again and again, there are all historical reasons why things kind of blew up in our face and why specific groups are aligned with what called the D10-D11 collective and why they shifted side, and what that implies and how that affects the different factions that are here that have provided different types of humanoid activation programs. Of which, again, was it for the human that these different genetics were in or was it just to create a holographic architecture that could then be pulled out and removed from the physical form and leaving the physical form of the three-level fields, while the original architecture under these different lineages were then removed or replicated and then it was sent into a slow shutdown process because they had removed the viability rate and then left the rest to collapse as it's supposed to do in the outer domain. So, so that's again, that's another. So when we look at the 15%, we'll probably end up with 5% that has a viability rate that is high enough to do the actual transition into the original fourth dimension under the constructions of the ancient ones. So that's another, what are the steps and, and what should be done and what's the triage, what is the assessment and what is necessary. And as I said, nobody has the answers whatsoever and nobody's willing to make any decisions because we're still in the possibility probability phase where a lot of possibilities are still there due to the converging of timelines. And the big joker here is humanity. That's you and me. Not humanity as a collective, but you and me—you uh, that have come to listen to this, and and me that are trying to figure out, okay, what can I say, what can I not say, what should be said, what is what is uh, feasible information that will assist in building the positive uh, original solar system timeline, and and how far can we push? What what information is necessary here, as in beginning to inviting you to run the marathon but the training and the daily um Exercises and everything you have to do to get there to be able to run a marathon—that's up to you. I can only say these are the sciences. This is this is what you want to achieve. These are the advices. This is this is what if 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 you were a consulting. I'm a consultant. I'm kind of a, a consultant in the business of realigning with the fourth dimension that has the configuration that first will align with inner Earth, and that's also that's why inner Earth are now also saying well they have a fully functional society. That if we envision that the whole outer realms of our planetary system, there are the what we call the original fourth dimension, then all the layers that's been built on, and all of these artificial layers collapse. And then what we can say the different due to the reconfiguration of our planetary reality feels similar, as we've seen it with the 15 rings of the sun that's completely collapsed and the sun is now reconfiguring. Our planet will do the same. Should they just wait it out? And then come out when it's all done. But the reason why they're not just saying, well, first and foremost, that's not acceptable behavior for advanced civilization. You just don't sit wait out while everything collapses around you. That that will not be acceptable because then you can't really say that you have honorably done everything you that was in your power to do, can you? You can say, Yeah, I was just waiting for the rest of it to go haywire. So there has been things they were allowed to wait out for because under the law of the cycles, but we are in the completion cycle. and we could say the solar system configuration is now in danger due to the different groups that came in in the 50s so that changed it all that was a game changer whereas if the groups in the 50s had not come in they could have aligned themselves with just a wait out position and let it all play out because the different types of technologies were already breaking down but that's why the brotherhoods and the Atlanteans teamed up and invited in these groups so they could get new technology and to infuse it so they would still keep and have the upper hand that was a game changer. So that now forces inner earth to take a stand not just to maintain and uphold what's left of the original solar system configuration and genetic templates and genetic units and consciousness potentials and and the original programs and the program codes and portions of the original library etc cetera, etc, cetera, but also go in and say actively. Well, we actually have we have a responsibility now because we can't just sit and wait for the the third and uh, the second third and fourth ring of the planetary field will be uh, completely occupied by these groups that, that does not belong here at all, because then they will never be able to get out of their position. They will then be locked in uh, in these artificial rings as our planet resets to its original configuration. And then the rest of the original uh, Ancient One configuration will then recalibrate and be pulled out. And then what's left of the restoration program and the, the older types of configurations will then fall into the hands of the other groups. And there they will be held prisoner in the what we say the core of these artificial rings. <coughs> and that's what some of the parallel universal matrix races are counting on. So that's their agenda. So we begin to understand this is a very strategic, complicated game between the different groups that are here. So uh, with that said, I think uh, for now, that is where I will end this podcast. There is much, much more to be said here, but there, there's plenty of you to chew on here for now. And what would my suggestions be for you right now, where you now understand that step one, nobody's coming to save you. Step two, our world is changing and it's changing either for better or for ill. There is no longer wait out potentials. There are active into participation that needs to be done, but it must be a skillful active participation. It cannot be rookie build mistakes because then we will display the, what we call the advantages into the timelines. We don't want to be the main timeline as in converging of timelines. We need to know what we are up against and we need to know how to work with our own energy configuration to ensure that we don't become the supporters of the different code streams that ties into the timelines that are part of the different reality field configurations that are under the different groups that are now attempting to fully take over and re-civilize, so to speak, our entire solar system to be part of their civilization, because that is possible now, since the original programs are done and have broken down and are no longer of use, and the viability rate is so low, they are waiting, the, the estimate is around 33, so whenever you see the number 33, don't amplify it, but that's the number they have where they go in with the 33 and say that's the ca- that's the configuration they need. And once they have the 33 configuration, well, then they can reconnect. That's the parallel universal matrix. And then they can literally snatch our entire solar system and pull it into their, their reality field. And they're already doing the merging with some of the, um, uh, what do you call it? abandoned hybrid projects that were under the old world order civilizations, the colonizing races. Since they are no longer here, they're taking over their programs. Others have been to the scavenger to keep some of the Baal lineages uh, content and what they are trying to pull in. That will be aligned with some of the uh, energies and and what we would call genetic activation processes that will come within the next ten years, and then they will come in and take their portions and probably extract it, and then we have again also the the understanding that that whatever we do will have a huge uh, ramification for not just ourselves but other civilizations that are connected to our reality field as a hub, and we have the Great Solar Gate as well that ties into to the Andromeda system, as well as the what we call the galactic network of the original progressive races. And there was something else I was going to say, but that I completely lost that one in the summing up of all of the challenges. For those of you who are a part of this one, I would say what I mostly encounter in my students are, we're talking about rookie mistakes and naivety, and that is the the eagerness to want to do things. And I would like you to learn a new way of perceiving this work. Put it out of the spiritual teaching systems, the distortion systems and all of these rabbit holes and and review it again from a completely new angle of an advanced civilization where everything is interconnected, where whatever you are, whatever you do will, will affect the reality field around you. So... If you choose to do nothing, you'll be part of the ones that leads into the five-five configuration of the fallen timelines. So, so that that goes with the Atlantean projects and some of the groups that were part of the artificial fifth. So, if if that's that's some of you that are part of the Atlantean projects, you are now in that timeline, and that means that your recalibration is is a difficult type of recalibration. Trust me, I've gone through some of these programs, and they are no fun whatsoever. And the technologies that you use there they are in the configuration of an extreme invertedness that are enormously unpleasant, often tying into some of the programs under the and Orion races and what they've been doing here. So it, it's a very unpleasant type of recalibration. and But it needs to be done unless you want to be sucked in, or not you, because when you die, you die, but your energy system and whatever used to be part of the original genetics will then be pulled out, recalibrated and put into another type of entity that will then make it um, their own and by that continue their existence. And using whatever you had as a kind of organ donation, if you like, that, that you die and someone then, um, because you have donated your organs, someone else will then continue their existence using your heart or your kidneys or your spleen or whatever. So, so that's, that's what they will do with these genetics, but that does not mean that you continue, you're gone, (laughs) that's it, but they will use whatever you got left, because you didn't claim them, you didn't take control of them, so in a way, you just let them be as they were, so, so that's part of the self-responsibility, and then others will say, I have no clue what to do, well, I had no clue what to do either when I began, but that's part of, do you know how to run a marathon? No, you study it, you practice it, you go out every day, you begin to, by walking, you you find some kind of program that, that says, this is a good way how to train yourself up, you you run two minutes, you walk two minutes, you run two minutes, you walk two minutes, you start with 10 minutes a day, then you do 15 minutes, you take one week where you do 10 minutes a day, then you take one week where you do 15 minutes a day, and you, you do it in advance, you're not just saying, oh, I can train myself up to run 42 kilometers two weeks before the marathon, of course not, you plan ahead, you say, I want to participate in that run three years and down down the road. So I'm preparing now. I am educating myself to be able to do this. I understand what it what it implies. I change my eating habits, I change my way of life, I put it in as a, a daily practice because that's what I want to do. I arrange myself around it. I ensure I have the finances, etc, etc, etc. I talk about that in the whole academy. So all of that is is for those of us who are doing this. And then there's the energy work. And that is only by doing it, by going in and pushing yourself to be able to do it, but also be wise and not do rookie mistakes and not think that's where the hopium comes in and that's where the distortion comes in. Have a, what we could call a scientific approach to this instead of just being naively saying, oh, there are probably good species out there because I'm a good person, so I will only align with the good species. Well, that's definitely a possibility, but That could just be the human of you that's good. Perhaps your energy system is tied to something that is utterly unpleasant and perhaps that polarity is what ensures the utterly unpleasant stuff to actually be able to do what they're doing in their realms while you're being the good anchor point here because it's a fifth dimensional configuration that goes with polarity. Whereas if you 're the opposition of the fourth cycle where you learn to transform energies, then you will have bleed through of it, and that will tell you what you 're in that you 're in the fourth, and then' you know, say, "Well, I only got good stuff, so i 'm clearly in the fifth and again, this is the rookie mistakes that we want to be special anyway so so that's that 's for other uh, podcasts and uh, the psychodynamics that goes with this work that demands that we do a personality Progression as well that we mature in this work. And that's where the higher order, uh, the high awareness lifestyle YouTube channel comes in, giving some of that information for free. The whole academy is all about the, the maturing process into being able to work scientifically with this as well as what we could say that, that where I now go with the Randy Green, that's another angle of the fourth dimension, because the fourth dimensional is the fourth cycle. and The fourth cycle is the tribal team consciousness. How do we assist each other in doing what we call a joint progression? That's what the fourth cycle was all about. So that's the, the scientific angle on that one, using the principles as the first of many for the highest good of the many, that whatever we do will be for self, other and reality, because we influence everything around us. So it's all about the influential sphere and And the vibrational rate and how we resonate with the different types of energies and how we administer these type of energies. And that will be, when we look into the future, that will be amongst other people first and foremost, because humanity at large are still in the fourth cycle. They're not in the fifth yet whatsoever. The sciences we have on this planet is not fifth cycle sciences whatsoever. So we have a long, long, long journey ahead of us. So the first part of this podcast... um, introduction and those of you who are part of my future humanities channel you will that one I kind of put everything that is to be put into the transition as things are now now we just need the timelines to begin to play out their content and here it's it's kind of the the work I'm doing here it's a very very slow work there are no easy solutions here we'll have to wait for the different timelines to begin to reveal their content the strategies of the different groups that are here uh, how humanity responds to this how we respond to the Changes of our planetary, the rings that are now being recalibrated, how they respond to the incoming energies from the Andromedan galaxy, how they respond to some of the activation technologies that comes from Inner Earth and onward and so forth. And some of the ones that are under these programs, since they are not taking the possibility and they're not working with it and they can't see it and they don't aware of it, well, then these potentials will just fizzle out. It's like you are you are throwing. Uh, You are throwing possibilities to people, but if they don't grab it and they don't work with it and turn it into probability and turn it into manifestation, then it will cease to exist. Then it will be put somewhere else. So it's not that people say, oh, I got all the time in the world to do this. No, this these are waves of changes that are coming in and the ones that catches the waves and surf them and learn how to be a skilled surfer on these waves of change. They are the ones that will do the transition because they do it. They live it. They are it. They are the change and they instigate the changes by changing who and what they are on all levels of their being from their inner level to the outer level. It's not just about doing energy work and sit in some monastery or doing some confinement and then meditate all day and say that makes that changes the world no you have to live it as well you have to actually work with the soil not going out holding hands and do grid work because that's that will just that's detrimental effect please don't do that but you as you change your energy system you begin to affect your reality field around you that's part of the fourth cycle then what do you do with it where do you put that change? How do you put it in so our reality also changes? So we create, like when you have, um, what do you call it? We you have a, a a pot in the sink that is full of greasy stuff or whatever, and you put a drop of, uh, I forgot what it's called dishwasher on it or something that you wash the dishes with that that dissolves uh, grease, and then it just it just becomes this purified ring of water in the middle of all of the other uh stuff that is un- unclear and distorted. And yes, that's the first ring we create, but later on we need to take all of the distortion that's around and that's the other eighty five percent. Not that we are too clear for them, not so whatsoever. But as we clear the reality field, then the reality field changes and then they will they will begin to adapt. That's how it worked with the first ring and the second ring, the third ring and the different rings of change that comes when we're saying we have the core group that begins to change entirely what they are, including affecting their reality field. And that's where the prohibiting technologies come in to prevent us from affecting our reality field with the original outer domain dimension for solar system configuration. So that's why the enslavement programs and the, the, the enclosure and the prohibiting technologies are there to prevent us from doing that. That we can say, yeah, we can allow certain groups to get to a certain point of upgrading, but not further than that, because then they begin to impact the environment. And that's what this is about. That's that's the big challenge with the timelines. And that's the next uh, 10 years we're going into. That's where we could say the racial grids will activate as a part of a cleanup of our reality field. But that means that the activation potentials that the majority of humans would get, then the counter from the different groups that want to take over reality field is to ensure that that does not play out into reality. Because once it begins to do that, well, then it's game over for these species because then we will reconnect to the original construction, the original holographic teaching systems, and by that, our amplification of us, others, and reality will then begin to go into a trinity spin that will then take down the 3-3 configuration. And by that align us with the 4-4 original configuration and spiral into the original uh, energy system configuration of our reality field. Anyway, so just get into the understanding that, that it all comes down to us. And uh, until the next podcast, just what I'm putting here is not the solutions, but I'm putting it, what my goal with these podcasts are to remind you of why we do this work, because we easily forget it while we are trotting along, and all of these probabilities and possibilities, and all the infusions and whatever is happening, and all the prohibiting technologies have been thrown away of insertions and manipulation during dream time, etc., etc., etc. So this is about <laughs> wake up every day recalibrate yourself, find your balance point and then get back on what was it actually I'm supposed to do with the days. What's the challenge of the day? What's the work for today? How can I, what I, do I need to transform today? And it's unfortunately to a large degree reactive to what's been done to us. So the goal is to turn it from being reactive to also being proactive and begin to create. And that's the, that's the flipping point where most of us will go from just being reactive and just maintaining ourselves uh, to the point where we get the, the changeability momentum that allows us to also begin to build. So, so that's what I need to keep reminding you of, that this is a possibility, but it demands so much of us that we barely will have time to do anything else than just doing the transformational processes. And that in itself also creates other challenges of how our reality is constructed and what is asked of us and what's demanded from the Truman Show itself and what society demands of us and what the institutions demand, etc., etc. And how we uphold the laws and pay our tax and be good citizens at the same time. Because we're not going rogue here. We need to, to follow the different guidelines until we can get to the position where we can shift into the fourth dimension and either shed off this form or or transform as much as we can and then transfer that either or do inner earth or do somewhere else. But the reason why I have not, I've not been the advocate for inner earth is the potentiality and the possibility of them being uh, caught up in the line of fire with the groups that are taking over. And then they're in the middle and I don't want to be in that position. Then they will have to do the final pull out and collapse that field. So so for me, the the, the only way for inner earth is to actually get into the outer rings where they can reconnect to the original solar gates and by that become part of the human civilization as it is now and begin to expand their uh, perception field and their influential sphere into our reality and in that way assist us by actually being alongside us that are doing this and actively become part of this reality field and not just by technology which we have seen for a long time. The UAPs and all these things are part of inner earth technology. So just just putting that what. in there that that's my request for these races that they can no longer sit there and wait this out there there need to be some kind of active participation whatever that means and if that means that they have to show themselves fully for humanity well isn't it about damn time just putting it in there so so that's my take on that one where we are now the whatever's been going on up until now that goes for us inner earth and all the systems around us Whatever they have been playing with so far, waiting this one out, hoping that it would solve itself due to the law of the cycles. As far as I can see, we no longer have that luxury. There must be some kind of intervention, but it must be an intervention that allows for everybody to grow within their original progression rate. And with that, ensure that we do not mess up the original progressive dynamics and the original holographic energetic features, as well as the original laws and rules and principles that governs this reality field under the ancient ones. So it's just—it's not just about, oh, just fix it. There is a lot of steps that needs to be taken, no matter what level we look at this there is a lot of work that needs to be done. But the better we get at doing the different steps and follow the ways of change, the easier we will make it for them to begin to fuel and infuse the different layers that we are repairing by our active doing on an everyday basis. So that's kind of our responsibility. So we have inner Earth, we have us, That's in the outer domain and then we have the Andromedan system and then we have the configuration technically of what it has become and the original version of our solar system as well as what it can become in the future. So now we have the original Trinity structure with these uh, three players that are assisting in different ways. But we must take our active part in that work. And that's where the Higher Order Psychic Energetic Institute plays in to whatever minimum minuscule uh, levels uh, I can do. At least I can say, as you should As well, when you look yourself in a mirror, say, am I doing everything that's humanly possible with the, the tools and the possibilities I have now to assist in this work of realigning ourselves with the original solar system configuration by my very being, by my core essence, by everything that I am? Am I aligning myself with sciences and understandings of reality that assist in this work, or am I aligning myself with sciences and ideas that belong to the past? Am I even sure that these sciences of the past are of any use today, or do they belong to humanoid races that are no longer here, etc.? So that's part of the work that we need to do when we are looking into these levels of reality. And with that, thank you for listening in.